Welcome to the Servants of Fire podcast, where we dive into real-life application of the prophetic, evangelism, pastoring, healing, and so much more. We'll have special guests and your host, Alvin Kaufman. Hey guys, welcome back to the Servants of Fire podcast. Currently in the year 2020, I haven't done one of these for a while, but I wanted to jump back on the train and get you guys what I have come up with. Five practical ways on hearing the voice of God. I've actually asked people to come on and give us five practical tips on hearing the voice of God. I think it's so imperative in this day and hour that the body of Christ and people understand that they can hear God here, today, and now. So my first guest that I'm bringing back on is John Laframbois. I believe he was on episode four on a current podcast. John is an evangelist in Calgary, Alberta. He just moved back there. He runs a ministry, harvestculture.com. Last February, I actually had great honor of going with him to East Hastings and ministering to people on the streets. And actually, if it wasn't for the podcast episode that I did with him, like, over two years ago I probably would have never connected with John and one of the things I found with John is he's a great equipper and he has such a humble heart so I hope you guys really enjoy his five practical tips on hearing the voice of God make sure you hit that subscribe and give us a five-star rating that would help us out so much and we look forward to coming back with more guests and giving us their tips on hearing God so without further ado let's get to that interview hey guys I'm here with John Laframbois um, you may have recognized him from previous episode on the podcast that I did. And I'm going to ask John to share five practical tips on hearing the voice of God. So how are you doing today, John? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm uh, excited to do this recording. So uh, if you're ready, what would be your first tip on hearing the voice of God? Yeah, first off, thank you for having me on here. Uh, but my first tip, uh, I would say, is actually stillness. You know, some people might call it meditation, but actually be still, like, allow yourself here to uh, come into a stillness of the day where you just, all the stress and cares and worries of your day just kind of wash over you and wash out, like, just uh, focus on the word, focus on Jesus, but allow your heart to be still from the cares of the world. So you're going to have to be intentional to take time to listen to what God has to say to you. And the reason why I say that is because if you can, you can sit there and you can have a conversation with someone but be occupied, but you're not paying attention to the nuances of the conversation. So no, there's no difference when it comes to the presence of God. So be still, be quiet within your heart, quiet in your mind, and just listen, intentionally listen to what Jesus has to say. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, so just a question with that, John. Where would you say that you're listening to when you're in stillness to hear the voice of God? Honestly, it's, um, for, for the most part, almost like the default for me would be kind of the inner still voice, if you would, kind of like that inkling, gut feeling maybe. But even from there, I've noticed that as um, I still myself before the Lord, it's not uncommon either to uh, go into uh, have a vision, whether it's a vision of the mind's eye or just uh, uh, the imagination, you know, like the mind's eye. Um, you have a vision there, but also maybe have an uh, external experience with the Lord. But usually my default where I expect to hear God the most is just a still small voice within me. But from there, you know, who knows how God could speak to you. Oh, that's so good. So good. Thank you for that. So what would be number two for a practical way on hearing the voice of God? Yeah, uh, one I think is really important is actually getting in the Word of God. You know, not just reading the Bible for quantity's sake, 
but for quality's sake, right? So it's uh, when I read my Bible, I do it with intentionality. I do it from a standpoint of relationship. I'm not reading my Bible just as ink on a piece of paper, but I'm looking at it as this is the word of the very living God that actually could speak life into me, could actually breathe uh, grace into me, it could, it could wash over me, where I treat it as a living entity. And I actually invite Holy Spirit to read the Bible with me and to teach me as I'm reading my Bible. So it's a very much so intentional relational process through getting into Scripture, which enables you to actually listen to the voice of Holy Spirit as you're reading. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, we need that foundation, the Word of God, the Bible. So what would mm -hmm. be your number three? Yep. Uh, number three, of course, for myself is I love just getting into worship. You know, and worship for me, it, it helps me steal my mind, steal my heart, so I can get into the stillness. But sometimes I realize there's no greater thing, really, than just to lift up the King of Kings. You know, it says that God inhabits the praises of his people, right? So if we just lift up worship, we lift up praise to the Lord, where we focus on his presence, we focus on him and not ourselves. Right, so I, I think when we worship God, and if our worship is is too focused on how I feel about God, or what, or how if it's about me and my feelings, there's not. For me, I, I find it takes away from the magnitude of who Jesus is. So I try to sing songs and worship songs that are actually focused on who God is and what He has done, and not necessarily how much I what I feel about Him. So I just get into worship where I really just magnify Jesus himself. And I find that kind of clears the pathways, if you would. It kind of clears out the debris, the cobwebs, if you would, you know, where it almost feels like a, the, the connection between the Father and I gets uh, uh, stronger so that I am able to hear his voice a little more clearly. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, the pattern that I'm picking up and, and even seeing is a lot of these things is you're doing them on your own already. Um, mm -hmm. you're Absolutely. Not, you're not waiting for a service or a weekend or a church service to, to enter in, but you're actually uh, doing this practically in everyday life. So what yeah, would be... Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You have to have that day-to-day -day connection. Sometimes if we wait just Sunday to be fed, if you would, that's the same thing as fasting six days a week and having a small meal on Sunday and then going back to fasting. Like you're not going to have any strength. You're not going to be able to keep going you know i'm talking about fasting just out of uh, earthly means not necessarily spiritual discipline but so we need to daily be connecting to the father so are you go ahead no that that's good yeah so what would be number four for you uh number four for me is for is the praying spirit praying tongues you know it says that uh in jude 23 this is a building yourself up your most holy faith by praying in the spirit All right so one way i find i really connect to the father i can really start hearing his voice clearly is when I actually intentionally just pray in tongues, just pray in the Spirit. Uh, you know, whether it's, uh, I'll, I'll try to have set times throughout my day where I just de dedicate myself to just pray in tongues, uh, where there's no other agenda. It's just I'm going to pray in the Spirit and, uh, and allow God to actually build this faith on the inside of me because faith is actually a relational connection that we have to the Father. So when there's relational connection, there's communication. So I'll, I'll, I'll pray in tongues, I'll pray in the Spirit, and uh, just um, allow that faith to be to, to rise up to the forefront, to the service of my heart, if you would, and then just be able to listen to the voice of God out of that. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Just the pattern of being intentional with mm -hmm. uh, seeking the voice of God. So what would your last and final number five be? 
And number five is just as all of these here, as you can tell, they're all revolving around intentionality. Because I find without intentionality, there's no relationship being developed. So in the midst of the intentionality, I find myself one way to really stay connected to the Father and actually hearing his voice is by doing what he's called me to do. Be by following the purpose that he put on my life. Now, for myself, I'm called to be an evangelist. So a massive part of my purpose is actually winning souls. It's telling people about Jesus, praying for the sick. So I find there's a certain connection that I find there where it's a, there's a, a, a heightened ability to hear the voice of God when I'm actually being intentional with the gospel, sharing the gospel with people, and tapping into my God-given purpose. You know, whatever it is that God's ordained you to do is actually do it unto Him. Like Jesus said, He says that uh, when His disciples tried offering Him food, He says, "I have food that you don't know of." You know, says I, my, He said, "I get my strength by doing." and finishing the works uh, of my Father. So there's something in that where by doing what God's called you to do, but not stopping short at it, completing the work that God has for you. So that's a lifelong endeavor. So every day of your life, just being intentional on building the kingdom of God the way he's called you to do it. Hmm. That's so good. That, that reminds me of... Uh... You know, you bringing up that point, John, but maybe can you elaborate on um, not just hearing God out of your gifting, but out of your intentional relationship with God? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's a big difference between gifting and anointing and relationship. You know, so you can see people pray for the sick and see miracles or prophesy to people out of a prophetic gifting that they have. But uh, one thing I've noticed, it's a whole lot easier at times for me to prophesy to someone else versus hearing God for myself. So I find that my my gifting that I have in the prophetic or in words of knowledge or any, any of those revelatory gifts, it's a lot easier for me to hear God for someone else than it is for me because I'm operating under a gift. See, a gift is not made to develop intimacy. A gift is made to display the glory of who God is to draw other people into intimacy with God. But it's not a substitute for my own personal communion with God. The anointing, giftings, callings, they are never, ever, ever to be a substitute for the secret place between you and Jesus. That's the same thing as saying, let's, let's say, for example, if I were to be a marriage counselor, which, which I'm not. But let's just say, for example's sake, I'm a marriage counselor, and I'm working on other people's marriages, and I'm using my gift, my talents, and my skills as a marriage counselor to help other people in their marriage, but then I would see that as that's enough to see other people's marriage strengthened that I could inure my own marriage. Hmm, that's so good. Right? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Right, so it's use your gifts and your talents to help strengthen other people's relationship with God. But then it comes down to you have to put in the work. You have to put in the intentional time, you know, to strengthen a relationship. Right, and that's where intimacy, intentionality comes in, where gifting really does not play uh, a whole lot of uh, in that process. Where it really comes down to friendship. Friendship outweighs gifting and anointing ten out of ten times. Oh, that's so good. So for the last couple of minutes, John, would you have maybe a couple of stories where you've heard the voice of God and, and you've seen something miraculous or it was just a confirmation that you heard the voice of God? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, a trying to think. I was trying I mean, I can give you a hundred stories, thousands of stories of words of knowledge about how I heard God for someone else you know, through gifting. But I want to give you the story of how 
um, hearing God through uh, my own capabilities. And in fact, I want to share um, maybe not necessarily a a positive. It's not necessarily negative. It's not necessarily has a, has a positive connotation to the story, where so many times I'll have a that still small voice. I have a a small feeling of oh I should do this. Or, you know, for example, I'm at the grocery store and I'll think, oh man, I should pick this up, but I don't know why. And I ignore it. And I come home and my wife, my wife will tell me, oh shoot, I forgot to put that on the list. Did you pick, did you happen to pick some up? And that was a very item that I had this weird feeling, I should probably buy some of this. And it's, it comes as a, as a really still small voice, but it's, it's that still small voice of, of intimacy there. So God's voice doesn't always come as a big booming loud, loud roar. Quite oftentimes it comes as a still small voice. Right, so there's plenty of times where those happens, and and also I share that story just to encourage people to pay attention to the still small voice, a small little gut check that you have, and act upon it. And from there, you'll start seeing God moving in more uh, in greater ways. And one, one, uh, sometimes it'll be accidentally prophetic where God will speak to you, and you don't even realize God might be speaking to you. Like, uh, for example, my wife and I, we were planning on going to Hawaii, but then this whole COVID-19 thing happened. And when we we're booking our flights, you know, at first I had a tiniest little hesitation. I don't, I couldn't quite put my finger on, it, you know, and, but it was ever so slight. I had a small hesitation and now I'm looking back at it now and I'm thinking, man, that was, that was definitely the Lord warning me. And uh, my first reaction, my first thought was, well, why was it not like the alarm bells going off, you know, but, uh, and I realized in that moment, looking back at it, God was actually trying to, almost like testing my heart, saying, will I pay attention to this still small voice that seems like a tiniest little whisper, or will I lean into the whisper to hear more, right? So you never know how God's going to speak or how or on what he's going to speak, but we need to trust those slight little whispers. Yeah, that's so good. I, I love the stories that you you chose to to share with us and Thank you. So, John, where can we find your ministry and a little bit more about you? Yeah, so we're, uh, you can find our ministry online. We have a, uh, a website. It's called harvestculture.com. Um, and then also on Facebook, we have a Harvest Culture Ministries page on Facebook. And then a John Laframboise uh, public page. That's J-O-N, uh, no H. And then uh, the Laframboise is just Google uh, the raspberry and the, uh, translate it to French. And that will be my last name. <laughs> how we spell it <laughs> oh that's good well yeah we'll uh, definitely leave links and and uh, point you in the right direction for for john's ministry so thank you so much for taking time today to give us your five practical tips on hearing the voice of god oh thanks for having me you bet thanks so much for listening guys please share this with your friends and people you think that could benefit from this and subscribe and rate this podcast we're going to be back next week with another episode